0: Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly, where I share my behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. Today, I want to talk a little bit about how my book writing and publishing plans have changed since launching, launching this podcast six months ago, and how you can adapt to your own changing plans if and when you experience the same thing. But before we get to that, I have a little announcement Today is a special day because it is the cover reveal of Being Good, which is book 5 in my Polyamorous Passions series. It also happens to be my 31st birthday. I thought it would be fun to do the cover reveal day as my birthday celebration. I absolutely love the cover of Being Good. It features the same models as the previous book in the series, since books 4 and 5 both follow Helen as the main character. If you've seen the cover of the previous books in the series then you will know that my book covers aren't particularly steamy which i think sort of reflects the content of the books themselves they are new adult romances but they aren't especially graphic i tend to use the fade to black method and i really enjoy writing sexual tension rather than explicit acts so the book covers reflect that but book five being good is a little bit steamier, so we get to see that in the cover image. And spoiler alert, the cover itself is actually reminiscent of a specific scene in chapter 10. So if you want a little glimpse of what happens in chapter 10, then you will definitely want to take a peek at this book cover. You can see this book cover for yourself, as well as see the previous covers in the series at saganmorrow.com books. And in case you're wondering what exactly this book is all about, here is the synopsis for being good. It's not always easy to follow your own rules. Helen is ecstatic that her fiance, Ben, has agreed to open their upcoming marriage. They've they've outlined the new rules of their relationship and are finally on the same page to embark on an ethically non-monogamous adventure together. One of the most important rules? You can look at other people, but you can't touch. At least, not until after the wedding. But it's harder than Helen expected to stick to that particular rule when she can't stop drooling over their wedding photographer. And what's more, she doesn't even know if the photographer feels the same way about her. Will she be able to wait patiently until after the wedding to make her move? Being Good will be available for your reading pleasure on Tuesday, October 15th, but you can pre-order your copy now for just $0.99 cents on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, or Apple's, Apple Books. I'll share the links in the show notes here, or you can visit saganmorrow.com books to pre-order it at the early bird rate. And in further celebration of the Book 5 cover, cover reveal, you can access a sample chapter of the book, totally for free, in the secret version of this podcast. It's my birthday gift to you. So you can access that sample chapter when you get your free backstage pass at stakeandmorrowcom slash secret podcast. Okay, so now that those announcements are out of the way, let's get into this topic of what to do when your book writing and publishing plans change. When you are an indie author, you are your own boss. You have to discipline yourself and put in the work to make your dreams a reality. And inevitably, all of your carefully laid plans will go in a different direction. That's okay. That's more than okay. As a tagline to my Polyamorous Passion series says, you get to make your own rules. You don't need someone else's permission to change your mind or to go in a different and dire- a new direction. You are the boss of your own books. You get to tell the stories you want to tell in your own way. So, even if it's scary, and yeah, it will be, just work up the courage to do it anyway, okay? There are so many reasons for why our book writing and publishing plans may change. Sometimes it's because we weren't realistic enough enough or honest enough about how much time and energy we are willing to devote to the projects. Sometimes it's because unexpected life events come up that we need to prioritize. Sometimes it's because our interests shift or we lose confidence or we experience creative blocks or so many other issues. It's okay to change your mind and to change your plans. The exception to this, I would say, is if people really are counting on you. In that case, you're just going to need to be more careful about it. Um, For example, if you put up a book book for pre-order and then decide not to write that book after all, then unless you have the ability to give people back their money, you have made a commitment that you should really follow through on. But regardless, it's also good if you have a way to keep people abreast of the news that you are shifting directions. Now, anytime you change your plans, I find that there's a lot of value in digging deep to figure out what's going on, to assess the situation, and to alter your plans with a new and concrete direction. A few of the questions you should ask yourself include, number one, why do I want to change my initial plans, right? Because if something like fear is holding you back, that's probably, you know, something that you need to work through and get past and you shouldn't just change something based on fear, right? Number two, what will this mean for my book project and for me as an author? Number three, what ramifications, if any, could this have for my readers? Are they expecting something from me and do I need to deal with that accordingly? Number four, what will my new plans look like? Right, So if you're going to shift your directions, if you're going to change your plans, then you want to make sure that you have a new concrete direction to go in. You don't want to just um, toss things out the window and then leave it there. And number five, how do I feel about this and what do I think about this on both a personal and a professional level? If it feels good to you, then that's, that's great but um, again if it's more based in fear and that kind of thing then maybe that's something you need to just work through instead maybe that's not a good enough reason to change your plans ultimately i strongly encourage you to go with your gut instinct if a book project you were excited about a few months ago is no longer exciting to you then it's okay to move away from that for example Now, a word of caution, if you are constantly changing your plans in terms of postponing things and never actually doing what you say you're going to do, then here's the cold hard truth. You are lying to yourself. If you are more liable to not follow through than you are to follow through, then that's an issue that you should probably deal with. Maybe it means you're not being honest or realistic with yourself about how much time or energy you personally need to work on a book project, for example, or maybe it means that you have to deal with the fears of success or failure that you keep hiding behind the moniker of perfectionism, or maybe it's something else altogether. But if you change your plans without making solid progress on any of your projects, then that might just be a red flag that you want to take a closer look at. Okay, so that's my tough love for the day. Now, I want to share with you how all of this about changing book projects and writing plans has applied to my own situation as an author. So when I first launched this Indie Author Weekly podcast this past spring, I shared with you my 2019 book writing and publishing plans. You can hear that in the introductory episode, episode zero. At that time, my plans were as follows. Write and publish books four to six in my Polyamorous Passion series, plus a business book, plus a full-length standalone romance, and a full-length apocalyptic novel. (laughs) So that's a lot of books, and a few things have changed since then. I am 99% sure I will meet my goal of writing and publishing books four to six in polyamorous passions. Book six is likely going to end with a New Year's Eve scene, so I definitely want to publish it with a release date in December as a result of that. And of course, books four and five are already written, with book five being published next month, as I already mentioned. So what about that business book that I had planned to write? Well, that has been completely backburnered. The idea behind that project was to compile a selection of the motivational emails I've written to my email list over the past few years. My weekly emails go out every Saturday to other solopreneurs, and they share the behind the scenes of my business and tips that other solopreneurs can apply to their own business. Basically, those newsletters are really similar to this podcast except they're in text form rather than a podcast. And of course, they're much shorter. Um, and they're also focused on the topic of being a home-based business owner rather than an indie author. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, if you want those emails in your inbox, you can sign up for them at saganmorrow.com newsletter. The idea behind the book version of those newsletters was that I would write a business book in an essay format or a love letters format, but with the angle of business inspiration. I still want to do that, both because I feel like it would just be a fun project and because I think it really truly would be a useful resource for solopreneurs, but it turns out it's going to be a much more intensive and time consuming project than I initially expected. I started combing through old emails that I, that I had sent, and I realized that they will need to be properly categorized into different sections of the book, and I will need to edit or combine or expand on some of them. So it's a project that's going to need a lot more dedicated time and energy. And frankly, I would rather spend that time and energy on other projects at this point. So that project is being backburnered indefinitely. Alright, so that's what happened to one of the book projects that I had planned to write and publish this year. So, what about my two full-length novels that I wanted to publish? Both of those full-length novels have already been written in previous years. They were both projects that I created during National Novel Writing Month in the past. But what I realized this past summer, and which, interestingly enough, one of my besties, Alana, who you might have heard me mention on the podcast before also said about her writing projects is that it's really freaking hard to switch from one project to the next. Specifically the challenge that I faced is that with polyamorous passions I need to maintain a consistent voice when I'm following a particular character. Books one to three all needed to have Emma's voice, books four to six all need to have Helen's voice, and books seven to nine will all need to have Scarlett's voice. So when I tried to work on my full-length standalone romance novel between books four and five this past summer, both of which were Helen's voice, I found it extremely difficult because I was switching from Helen's voice to this voice of Alice, the main character in my full-length novel, um, and then I had to switch back to Helen's voice for books um, books five, and it was just, it was a lot to keep in my brain, and I realized that I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to be able to finish Helen's entire story before I switched to a new voice, and that's why I decided that I either needed to finish my full-length novel after Helen's part in the story, so after book six, um, or else, I'm going to have to wait until after I've written every single book in the Polyamorous Passion series, you know, before I get to Scarlet's part um, or after I get to, after I finish Scarlet's part before I can work on another book project. I really need to finish one character's voice before I can switch out of it. So my current plan is to rewrite and edit the full-length novel, Swipe Right, starting next month. Next month. So that'll be after I've finished Helen's part in Polyamorous Passions. This means that I won't actually get to Scarlett's part, book seven in the Polyamorous Passion series, until January at the earliest. And therefore, that also means I probably won't get to my apocalyptic novel until after I've completed writing the entire Polyamorous Passion series, books seven to nine next year. So I'm guessing that I'll be focusing on the apocalyptic novel about a year from now. So I don't know if that's, it might be a little bit too ambitious of me, but that's kind of my concept right now. The apocalyptic novel is one I'm really pumped about, but it's also going to need a ton of rewrites and edits because I wrote the first draft of it quite a few years back. I haven't touched it in years, so no doubt the writing and storytelling needs a lot of attention. And I want to take the time to really polish it, especially since I'll be playing with a different genre than anything else I've published so far. So it'll be something a little bit different and I want to make sure that I, um, do that genre justice. Okay, now there are a few other smaller writing projects I have lined up, which are all related to the Polyamorous Passion series. If you've read my books to date, then you will know that my, my characters, Helen and Scarlett are both super into fantasy erotic romances. Um, they read these two books, Escape from the Enchantress and Tempted by the Trickster, and I want to actually legitimately write and publish those two books. Fun fact, I wrote a draft of Escape from the Enchantress many years ago as a short story and submitted it to Harlequin. This was like at least a decade ago, I think. It was rejected, and I'm really glad it was because the writing and content could use a lot of work. But I really think it'll be a lot of fun to turn those in those concepts that I've mentioned in Polyamorous Passions a few times now to turn those into little novellas, as sort of an as seen in the Polyamorous Passions series. I did intend over the the past summer I was kind of thinking about writing them and publishing them um, this year, but you know they I just didn't want to um, again switch out of different voices and that kind of thing. So those will be decently far in the future. I probably won't write them until after Polyamorous Passions is done, maybe after the elliptic novel and that kind of thing. So it's a little bit farther in the future. The other project I'm looking forward to writing is a volume of poetry, which, spoiler alert, is also going to be an as-seen-in-the-Polyamorous Passions series publication. One of my main characters um, is going to publish a book of poetry in book six, I think. And so I'd like to write and publish it on her behalf. I've already written a good chunk of it, um, because it's poetry doesn't feel like it needs to be a specific voice, right? So um, it's something that I've been able to just sort of work on slowly since I decided several, quite a few months back that this character was going to do this. Um, So that book, I will probably be publishing between book six and seven in the Polyamorous Passion series. And just a sidebar, I really enjoy this whole concept behind making an entire little world featuring, as seen in the Polyamorous Passion series, books and merchandise. Um, there are even two t-shirts, one from book three and the other from book five, which I've created in real life. And you can purchase for yourself at saganmorrow.com slash shop. So it's kind of fun to me to be able to... Um, Write these different things, T-shirts and books and stuff like that, into my series, and then create real-life versions of them that you, as the reader, can actually own for yourself. It's kind of fun. The final book writing project I have, which I expect, again, you know, I won't get into until after the Polyamorous Passion series is finished. Probably, you know, after the Apocalyptic Novel Two, maybe after the the fantasy um, novellas. Um, will be a collection of short stories featuring side characters in Polyamorous Passions. I would like to do short stories featuring uh, Tom, the server at Aces and Spades, Helen's friend Anya, maybe some short stories from the perspectives of the love interests in the series, all of that kind of thing. It would be neat to delve into all of their lives and learn more about who they are outside of the main storylines. I think that would be a lot of fun and really interesting. But again, that's a project I likely won't get to for, you know, probably a good couple of years, realistically, maybe longer. We'll see. So those are my current writing plans. They might change dramatically over the next year, or maybe I will stay right on track with them. Time will tell. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. First of all, what do you think of the cover reveal for book five? I hope you like it as much as I do. And second, have you had this experience of changing your book writing projects or plans? What did you do about it and how did it affect your personal life or your professional career? Feel free to connect with me at Sagan Lives on Twitter and Instagram to chat about it. And you can send me a message on either of those platforms if you have requests for future episode topics too. The more you tell me what you would like to see more of on this podcast, the better that I can accommodate that. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and rate it on iTunes. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. As with all the episodes here on Indie Author Weekly, you can access complete episode transcripts, sample chapters of the books, and and a few other bonuses and goodies on the secret version of this podcast at saganmorrow.com slash secret podcast. So hop over there to check it out. Thanks so much for tuning into the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.